My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to episode 12 of the Oddscast podcast. I'm Dominic DeLeo alongside Joe DeLara, Terry Takes. How are you boys doing today? Good. You just said this, though. Yes, we had to cut the opening. <laughs> Terry, how you doing today? <laughs> Touch me, daddy. <laughs> we have a jam-packed show for you this week, going over week 12 NFL picks. Joe's talking the NBA pace thing, looking at NCAA basketball in or out on stealing signs. Whether we want to penalize the Astros, we'll talk the NFL futures market, have a little underdog parlay for you. Best bets, RV trip and inclusive parlay. Will Joe lose it this week? Probably, but <laughs> to start off, did this, was this circulated to the group beforehand? This agenda? Yes. Did your secretary did not you receive it? CC me. Oh, I didn't. I'll figure it out. Okay, okay. Just go ahead. All right. All right. So we're going to start off with a little NBA talk. Joe has been donned the NBA grand wizard by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, how's your NBA season going so far? Uh, we've improved over the, since the last week. We gained four units the last week. What's your, we what's your overall, what's your overall record? Uh, there's a lot of bets. But I think we're minus six units right now. Minus six units. I know. Jesus it's Christ. been a tough start. How am I supposed to put my kids through college? Well, uh, I hope you bet on CJ McCollum points over today. So no, I didn't. Uh, let's see. What is our analysis today? We're running it. Well, I mean, public colleges might be. I'm free seventy-five. By the time. I'm seventy-five and six. And seventy-five and seventy-nine. 75 and 79. I haven't been listening hasn't to you at all um, in the picks, and I am up 2.7 units. You so. just, you've been, like, blindly betting the Timberwolves. And it's worked out. Yeah. So, you uh, know, find something that works uh, for you. Let me get my phone. I'm up a million units. No one cares. Sick. So are there things that you have learned this NBA season? Uh, are there things that you do differently now that you've seen a couple games, seen a couple yeah, teams? Yeah, so I'm starting to try to do uh, right now. Like, uh, there's one trend that I like to use, which is like an against the spread trend. But like, it's a little early in the season to kind of follow that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, what? Does that mean like looking to see who, which teams are good against the spread, and then like what their margin of victory is, uh, what they usually cover by, so on and so forth. So, but that's not important. Right it's now. not. It's a little too early for that. But okay. one of the things that I've no. been looking oh, at. Sorry for I do a lot of things too early. Sorry. It's okay. We forgive you. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I started looking at lately is, um, which is a little bit more predictable at this point in the season, is uh, over unders for, and then I look at the team's pace, um, which is the average number of possessions essentially per forty-eight minutes. And then you can look at offensive rating and defensive rating, which is the average amount of points scored or given up per 100 or like per per 100 possessions, per 100 possessions. So you kind of have an idea of like um, whether a team plays slow or fast and then if they're good or not, basically. So you can look at their net rating. Um, So one of the things that, I started looking at now is that like that pace number essentially, and just kind of looking to see uh, if it's going to be a fast game, if teams are going to get a lot of possessions or not. Uh, And then you can kind of couple that with if the team's good defensively, you might be able to find some value on betting an under. Mm -hmm. Um, Because even though there's some low unders, 
that are posted just because visually you look and you see like, oh, like 209, that seems low, but it might actually still wind up being a good bet. Uh, whereas like over like 230 seems crazy. But if the teams that are playing are like the Rockets and the Suns, you're probably going to hit over 230. Mm-hmm. So, are, so you, you said slow and fast? Yes. Uh, are slow. Let me phrase it this way: Are fast game your fast possessions? What, what were you saying? So, like, <laughs> so if a team plays great at, question. So, like, if a team play, if a team plays at a quicker pace, you're more yeah. likely to get more. Uh, you're going to have more points. Okay. So, are teams with quicker paces fast teams? Yes. Do fans enjoy a fast pace, or do fans prefer a slower? I think that more romantic, more inclusive pace. So I'll put it this way. The Knicks play the slowest in the NBA and the Knicks fucking suck. Like I hate, I'm a Knicks fan and I hate watching them. They're so bored. They're brutal to watch Mm because they just run ISO all the time with like Marcus Morris, who does not belong being an ISO guy. Okay. Um, So, so the fans would rather see like short amount of time, fast pace, a lot of action, yeah. game over. So then one of the interesting things is that the like the Rockets, for example, when Russell Westbrook plays, they play in the top five uh, out of all the NBA in terms of pace. When Russell Westbrook sits, they play in the bottom five because they run the entire offense through James Harden. So if you have an idea like looking at a back-to-back and you go or an ass-to-ass, you know, and you see that the Rockets are – uh, home for one, and then on the road for the other. The road game is probably the game they're going to be sitting Russell Westbrook on based on the way the trends have gone so far this season. And you might be able to catch some value pregame betting an under because they might inflate the over-under line for that. I thought there were rules against sitting on the road, though. Yeah, well, they don't give a shit. Oh. It's really more for nationally televised games is mm-hmm. where they're doing it. And then, you know, you can kind of get away with it with the as the Rockets – are anyway because they're still playing like James Harden, who's a superstar. I, I'm going to throw some teams at you. We've, we've played around like 14, 15 games so far in the season. Yeah. So the standings are starting to take shape a little bit. Um, there, there are some surprises in terms, not surprises in the top of the, on, in the conferences. Like you have the Celtics, Bucks, um, Heat, Raptors, one, two, three, four in the East. Lakers, Rockets, Nuggets, Clippers, one, two, three, four in the West. Um, but I'm going to ask you about the Trailblazers and the Spurs. Um, at the time of the recording of this podcast, five and nine, um, th- a couple games out, two and a half games out of the, uh, well, three and a half games out of the eighth spot in the Western Conference. Do either of those teams turn it on and make the playoffs? I don't like the Spurs this year. Okay. I, like, I, I just don't think that they've really put it together. Um, and I think the. I like the Blazers just because you've seen Dame and McCollum just perform. They can carry an entire team. They have some. They obviously have some injury concerns, but they're going to be getting Nurchich back uh, right after the All Star break, and then you know Melo. Uh, you know, I, I think he can if he takes on the role that they want him to be, which is essentially a spot up type of shooter mm-hmm. and play the four. He might be able to bring some life into the team, uh, like off the bench or like starting, depending on what he's doing. But it's, he's more of a role player now. So I mean, I think the Blazers are the team that's more likely to turn it on. And don't trust that Greg Popovich can just coach a team into the playoffs because that seems to be what the, 
like the normal story is. That's the mm-hmm. narrative that Pop can get basically any team into the playoffs. But like they just do not have the talent this year. And in terms of the Eastern Conference, um, you know, I said the one, two, three, four, Sixers are fifth. Pacers are in sixth, and then there's a whole bunch of sub-500 teams fighting for two spots in uh, the seventh and eighth seeds. If the Magic, Hornets, Nets, Hawks, Cavs, Pistons, Bulls, Knicks, Wizards, who are the two most likely teams out of that group to make the playoffs? Because two of them have to make the playoffs, which is kind of sad. But Yeah, I mean, the Hornets have been like surprisingly good this year, um, so there's that they're actually they've actually been eight and six against the spread um even though they lose games on an average of like eight points Mm -hmm. a game so it's really it's kind of interesting i think they're they're like undervalued but i don't know if they necessarily take that playoff spot i think that the the nets are probably the most likely team i think just because you have a superstar in kyrie irving um who can carry a team to some extent uh and then uh, probably the Magic. I think that you've seen them so far this season. Uh, they're they're not performing really as well as they could. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're shooting poorly. Um, and that's something that I think you'll see regress to the mean. Like, even Vucevic has not been playing particularly well. Uh, not even nearly close to what he was playing at last year. But uh, I think you see him uh, improve a little bit. And then Jonathan Isaac has actually been playing incredible defense this year. Um, and he's somebody that you could be looking for most improved player, potentially, or defensive player of the year. A uh, little action on that, so... Uh, All right. Well, so that was a little NBA corner for you NBA heads. Uh, Be sure to follow Joe Delaro on Twitter. Um, He's starting to put out some of his plays daily, um, tying them to our uh, to our Oddscast podcast social media accounts. Moving on, Terry has a question. He's pointing at me. Ball is life. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) We're going. uh, Moving on to NCAA. Uh, the counterpart to uh, Joe's pace and those kind of things. I know you talked about. Terry, another question. Are people who say NCAA psychopaths? Or no, sorry. Let me rephrase. NC2A. How weird are those people? I say NCAA or NCAA. Yeah. Some people, I've, I've heard multiple people say NC2A. That's bizarre. Yeah. There's, they kill people. Yeah, I don't... I, weird. Not, yeah. They're weird. weird. Very weird. Don't talk to those people. If, don't get Halloween candy from those people. Throw it out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're getting Halloween candy still, I don't know. <laughs> um, talking a little bit about NCAA or NC2A mm. uh, <laughs> college basketball. Season's starting up. Um... I like betting these games a lot early in the season because you look at – I use Ken Palm primarily, 20 bucks for the year. Uh, they don't sponsor us, but we will I, – I will recommend it's them. It's a man. I will recommend them. Him. Um, they have adjusted offensive, adjusted defensive stats. They, you know, the talks about strength of schedule, all the metrics. And what I like most you get with the premium access is you get you – Ooh, know, premium account. Nice. Premium account. You have a Snapchat? You get uh, – <laughs> Yeah, I paid 20 bucks for Ken Palm's premium Snapchat. <laughs> Posting dicks every day. <laughs> oh, pics, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so he has projections for each game that you can see um, in, you know, if you get the premium. Um, but you can also look at the team's profile as far as their tempo rate, their two-point 
like efficiency metrics or three point efficiency metrics. So you can really start if you look at two teams that are that are highly ranked in his, in his metrics and his algorithm. You kind of see who's a good team as the season goes on. Who is better against you know defending three point? If you're playing a three point team, a lot of help with the over unders. If both teams are playing at snail paces, um, but I like a lot because it's easy to sort when teams, especially early in the year, you don't have a lot of a lot of data to sort through on their season so far. But you can look at kind of you can look easily at the coaches, you know where they've been before. If there's a new coach for a team, and I also like looking at the conference uh, metrics, especially now. They don't. With, it's not conference games. Exactly. So. Oh, okay. Huh. Thank yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. Tell me more. So you may ask. It's all non-conference. Why would you look at the conference metrics? Yeah. Because you can see who you know if there's a bottom tier team or a middle of the road. In terms of a conference, you can look to see which conference is stronger, um, especially now, you know, if there's a team that's in the bottom of the Big 12, which is the number one rated conference in uh, Ken Palm by a pretty decent margin, playing a team from the SEC, you know, which is the, the fifth best team in the conference, um, you know, there, there's some edges you could find there. Surprisingly, the Pac-12 seems to be stronger than previous years. Colorado. And Terry's been on Colorado. I want to briefly talk about a team that I gave out in the Hold beginning on. of Before, the Hold on. I'm going to let you finish in a minute. Did okay. I do it? Did I do that right? The con, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Ken Fromm's a fraud. I don't. Why? His projections. He just looks at the spreads and then makes his projections and puts a percentage next to it and then it's like oh look at me i'm a nerd no i think that the spreads they're always the, the same sp- the spreads look at ken palm they're all the same no they're not the yes same. they are they're, they're, they're like the they're the same if the if his projection is the game's going to be 77 to 66 you go look at the spread and it's 10 and a half there's some that are the same. <laughs> most of them are the same. They're usually but within if, like a couple points. But if you look at anomalies, you can find you know a team that you like, and you can kind of create a narrative against or a narrative for. And there's like a three point discrepancy in the Ken Palm. I like Bennett. It's none of this is a is a is a foolproof science. Like there, there's just data out there to help the gambler. And Ken Palm is just a tool that helps you sort through all the information. You got one thing right. Ken Palm is a tool. <laughs> Fraud. Anyway, Here I want to talk about Ohio State and a team that I gave out as a national championship contender and a Final Four contender in our preseason pod. They're ranked number one. Followed that bet. They're not ranked number one. Oh, we're talking basketball. <laughs> they also aren't ranked number one. <laughs> Ohio State beat Villanova by 25 points. They're now ranked eighth on Ken Palm and just look like they could be, you know, a two seed. And I'm very happy because I think it was at 39 or 40 to one was the, was the title. Yeah, 40. So just something to watch for there. What's your become, uh, Ohio State fans this year? In what, basketball. What's your magic machine say? Is Thad Mata still the coach? <laughs> no. Chris oh. Holtzman is the coach. Yeah, I'm out. Remember uh, Greg Oden? I do remember Greg Oden. Oh, rip. That was it. All right. Moving on. Segment we like to call in or, in or out. 
we usually talk about this in the context of social media or in the context, uh, you know, we, we talked about Instagram uh, yeah, we'll taking away it. likes last week. Still hasn't happened yet, but we, we talk about social trends. Um, but this week we're going to talk about a sports trend, and that is in or out on stealing signs. Now, if you haven't been following the baseball drama this offseason, the Astros were uh, charged. I mean, they haven't been charged by like an entity, but they were, you know, they should be. They were, <laughs> they were found to be using cameras to steal signs from opposing pitchers. Yeah. Now, what is interesting about this, and this is from an article from the USA Today about the GM meetings um, or about GM meetings taking place so this is a quote they want to see the uh, there may be 30 different agendas at this meeting in terms of the 30 different teams but this time virtually all were united on one front they want to see the astros go down and go down hard they want the astros to pay a fortune in penalties being fined a record amount of money forfeiting draft picks international signing bonuses and two gms even told usa today sports they wish mlb would force them to vacate the 2017 world series yes i can imagine do the dodgers get it then what? No, do you call John Calipari and you just say, "Hey, how do I deal with this?" <laughs> or a Reggie Bush? You gotta play. You gotta just play it again. Just do it again. What? No, just get rid of the Astros. The they should can just contract them. Give Montreal a team back. <laughs> so I want I want your take on whether you're in or out on sign stealing A and B. Whether you're in or out on penalizing the Astros. Joe, you seem passionate. I'll let you go first, so then I can make you seem ridiculous. Uh, so I'm in on punishing the Astros. I don't really know what the punishment should be. Um, I have a feeling that baseball is going to give the Astros the A-Rod treatment and do something totally unprecedented that doesn't fall along with any of their rules. Oh, you mean you mean punish them and then give him a primetime spot as the a list announcer exactly for like Sunday that. night baseball games. Yeah, exactly like the that. face of the MLB. Yeah. Yes. Well, that wasn't really the MLB. <laughs> Next <laughs> thing you know, they'll give him a team in South Florida. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so uh, I do think that I don't know what that punished. means. A Rod treatment. Like, what does that mean? Well, like his suspension for the steroids was like way out of line with what the actual rule suspension was. I don't think it was. It was a 50-game suspension for your first one, and they gave him 216 games. Well, yeah, all the other tests he failed. But they didn't even... They weren't even supposed to have access to that test. Like, that was the thing. Like, <laughs> Are you A-Rod's lawyer? I'm an A-Rod's 13-year-old Joe is so pissed about the <laughs> suspension. <laughs> um... Well, this is okay. So, but basically, what I what I'm saying is that baseball just does not follow like any of their own rules. They have a bunch of their own rules, and they just say like they set them and they just don't follow them. They just like they do what they want to do. So there is no rule for this. So I think they're going to do something totally just unprecedented. Um, otherwise, it's probably going to perpetuate. Do you want them to punish the Astros? Yeah, you didn't listen to well, any of the questions. Yeah, that's so, okay. First question: in or out on <laughs> in or out on stealing signs? Uh, yeah, but not with in or out. It's a caveat. In or out? Caveats. Mostly out. Okay. Why? But <laughs> but what's the caveat? The caveat is like I think like if you can pick up on something like the pitcher's tipping a pitch or something like that. Or, like, if you can steal a sign while you're, like, on second base, I think it's different because it's not 
using like an, you're not using some sort of electronic means to get an advantage if you're home or away. You're just on the field. You're playing the game. If you're if you're on second base, tipping my pitches, you know what happens to you? Get one in the ear hole. <laughs> what um? So are and are in or out on punishing the Astros? In because you're a Yankees fan. No, I just don't think that. Like I don't think the main thing that I don't like is that let's say like there was a kid he's called up for his first game in the pros and he pitches against the Astros and they steal his signs and then he gets absolutely shelled. Then what, you, what kind of narrative? Yeah, when are you did this? Cut? Yeah, what did this happen? Well, I'm saying like apparently this was going on for besides just the playoffs. This is going on for like an extended period of time throughout the season. So okay, this is exactly my point: is that everybody's doing it. Just stop them from stealing the signs. You know, get some indicators in there, switch up the signs during the games. Like, if everybody's stealing signs, like, that's well, just, Manfred you, you just do it today, better. Manfred said today at the winter meetings or so two days ago that he has no, they have no reason to believe that this extends beyond the Astros. Yeah. Terry, in or out? So, suck it. Me? Uh, I'm in on stealing signs. I do not appreciate the use of technology when stealing signs. Okay. As a seventh grade baseball player on the eighth grade team, I didn't get to play as <laughs> whoa, much. Whoa, whoa. I might have DH'd a few times because I was a great hitter. Pretty good fielder, but I was a little chunky, so I couldn't move that much. No, that um, but I would always pride myself on stealing the other team's signs because we were in eighth grade and, you know, signs are pretty simple. So I just stare at the third base coach and steal all of his signs <laughs> and we would throw everyone out because I was a goddamn genius. So stealing signs is cool with me, but if you're doing it on second base, you're probably going to get hit in the head. Next up, Astros, punish them? Hell yeah, let's punish them. Let's contract the team, send them back to Montreal. They didn't start Montreal, but let's put them there because MLB baseball, well, that's true. Bud Selig is no longer the commissioner. So we just don't do things and just give teams to our friends. And just, as Joe said, laissez faire. He didn't say that. <laughs> just make up the rules as we go along. We have my, and I mean, if you watch Dom's recommendation of the documentary, I forget it, fill it in. The, uh, the A-Rod one, right? Yeah, that's not what it's called. You really failed me there. <laughs> Rob Manfred was a key in um, buying the, like... Screwball. Screwball. Rob Manfred was the, like, chief enforcement officer of the MLB at that time who basically paid off, not paid off, but bought evidence from private citizens, paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, and just, you know, that evidence went away. It was suspended A-Rod. Sorry to give Joe credit here. Um... So Rob Manfred, you know, he's not the, you know, queen cuttest of people, even though he seems to portray as that. Why do you, why does ML, why does baseball, they're so weird. And they're like, oh, it's because it's white people. Anyway, that's Whoa. all I have to say. <laughs> wow. What a take. Put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree that technology kind of blurs the lines here. Because, um, well, like, you saw the home road splits for, like, the Astros' mm-hmm. top five players. They're, they were hitting, like, an extra 200 points at home. I will say that as a Mets fan, I fucking love that Beltran is involved in this because, you know, you want a guy 
that give me. He's got. It's got. He wants to win. Beltran's got a little Bill Belichick in him, you know. Yeah. Skirting with the rules, kind of making you know filming filming things, and uh, you know I'm very excited that the uh, the Mets have kind of the uh, kingpin him and uh, Alex Cora, who's now the manager of the Red Sox. Apparently, were uh, the two biggest proponents of uh, stealing better and just hey, look, you know one thing about Beltran, he goes down swinging. Or looking if it's game six of a uh, game seven of the 2006 NLCS. Thank you. That was the joke. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> NFL futures market. NFL released their new DVOA today. I'm going to give you the top five teams and who the did DVOA football outsiders. There you go. The NFL didn't do that. Uh, Credit. Credit football outsiders to releasing DVOA on Tuesdays. Um, I'm going to give you the five top teams with their futures lines pursuant to DraftKings, And I'm going to ask if you see that if there's any value here, because I think there's a team that is uh, pretty interesting as far as how good they grade out on, uh, on the advanced metrics and what their futures price is right now. So number one team, can you guess who it is? Patriots. Yes. 2.7 to one odds. Number two, Baltimore Ravens after their big win um, against the Texans kind of blew uh, my analysis out of the water last week. Yep. But couldn't blow the over because they didn't call pass interference. Well, so <laughs> quick aside here, give me a 20 second rant on pass interference reviews. And this is such fucking bullshit. Like, I don't know. Like, just call it like it, it's so obvious. I, I don't even understand why they instituted this rule. Do you want to tack on to that, Terry? Uh, no, I mean, just don't, if you're a coach, why, just, just no wh- point even challenging why are anymore. you challenging it? Mm-hmm. You look like an idiot. Your coach is an idiot if he challenges pass interference. If you're seeing the stands and you're like, well, I don't know if I like my coach. He throws a challenge flag to challenge pass interference. You know, you should probably fire him because especially, he's an idiot. Yeah, especially when it's ticky-tacky. Like, if they're not going to call that on Hopkins, then I don't know what you're – like, what are they ever going to call? Unless the defensive back has a gun in his waistband and he shoots him in the leg – you do not throw the challenge flag for pass interference. They might actually say that that's not pass interference because he didn't touch him. The bullet touched him. Well, yeah, he's you know, probably standing his ground. Guns keep <laughs> guns kill people. Depends if the game's being played <laughs> in Miami or Tampa, Florida. Standing ground laws. Baltimore five to one. Three Kansas City ten to one. Four <laughs> Dallas twenty to one. The boys five San Francisco 49ers seven to one. Terry, tell me why I shouldn't take the Cowboys at 20 to 1 if they're the top four team in the NFL. Why you shouldn't? Yes. I like them. This is not good. You were supposed to talk, you were supposed to talk <laughs> me off the ledge and betting the Cowboys in a wide open NFC. Um, they're probably going to be the four seed right now. You know, if you look at the playoff picture, you got San Francisco, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, New Orleans, all at eight wins or better, fighting over for the number one seed. You know, Dallas, two games behind that, probably going to be the four seed, a classic, you know, all, all said and done, um, if they can hold off the Eagles. You know, so they'll have a home playoff game in the wild card. And then, uh, you know, depending on what happens, there's a chance that they'll get home, you know, they'll have another home game um, in the awesome. divisional round because the two wild card teams in the NFC might have like 11, 12 wins because oh, the two like wild card teams. So yeah. if the two wild card teams are two teams from green Bay, Minnesota, San Francisco, Seattle, like those two wild card teams can beat. Yeah. Um, I agree teams 
you know, can can upset, you know, the Saints at home or the the number one team in, in the NFC. Yeah. So again, why should I not bet the Cowboys? Again, I think you should. <laughs> I like I think I think this Do you want to bet it with me? Kind of. Uh I'd have to look at all of the odds. Okay. But it would depend if the Cowboys find their groove. I would like to see how they do against the Patriots this week. Yeah. Well, if they do well against the Patriots, it's not going to be 20 to 1. I just don't see yeah. like if you look at the DVOA metrics like you just said, the Cowboys mm-hmm. are the number 4 team. Uh they're like six and a half point dogs of the Patriots, and the one thing that they do well, or particularly well, is run the football. And the Patriots don't defend that well. Cowboys number one offense in the league, third offense uh, passing, third offense rushing. So very balanced. I, you know what, I will bet them right now. Yeah, they only. I mean, they lost to the Saints by two points, and they lost to the, the Jets. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <sighs> Um, and they lost to the Vikings by three points, four points. Um, and it just depends. The thing that makes me most nervous about them is their coaching. So mm-hmm. yeah. I can't trust them not to shit the bed um, when we need them to come through for us in a playoff game. Yeah. No, I agree they have a great offense. Their defense can survive. Dak Prescott shows that he can make plays. I mean, I don't know what there isn't to like. I don't what 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 NFC team do you like? I don't think the Saints are that great. <sighs> I think the Seahawks are not good. They're, so they're not good. No, they're so fraudulent. But I love them. I like. I think the in terms of teams that I really think in the NFC that are stand. I think the Niners remind me a lot of like those Giants teams that just had a crazy pass rush that could end up you know going to the Super Bowl because of their pass rush. They, they have kind of this, like, otherworldly um, yeah. defensive pressure. So I think that they're for real. And I think that, you know, the Vikings are the most va- balanced team after that. So, I you know, I'm not a real – I don't think the Packers' defense is as good as we thought it was. I don't think the Saints are that great. And I don't think the Seahawks are that great. Sorry, Joe. So I don't think the Seahawks are that great either, but they're my beginning of the season pick, so I'm kind of rooting for them. So 20 to 1, you know, might have a little odds cast, uh, odds cast futures bet. You want to do it with me? I'm in. What are the odds? 20 to 1 on Where? DraftKings. So see if you can find – Joe, take a quick look. I'm going to shop around. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll look at fan. Get my bad bitch on. Yeah. Oh, no, not gonna I'm anywhere. not going to look anywhere. I'm uh, on 20% right, I'll look right now. <laughs> all right. Team. While Joe while Joe's looking up the Cowboys odds, um we're Cowboys gonna... are 21 on FanDuel. Okay. Yeah. While Joe is looking That's up the, the great, odds, to great tell me where the, where the best odds are on the Cowboys. We're going to move into a quick segment on our NFL picks. Thursday night, Terry will start with you. Uh Colts at the Texans. Wait, are we not doing Gotier of the week? Do you have a goatee of the week? Yeah, but I forget what it is. No, wait. I mean, it sounds like it's somebody that you used to know. Exactly. I blocked them out of my mind. We'll come back. Thursday night, Colts at the Texans. Texans minus three and a half. A uh, little juice on Indy plus three and a half, so might go to three. Um, what... And the over-under right now is 44-and-a-half. Terry, any edges you like on this game? Any bets? Uh, Dominic, I like 
the Houston Texans because they got blown out last week. People are going to count them out. They're home, right? Yes. Um, Marlon Mack is likely out. He just had surgery today on his arm, hand, upper upper body. I'll go hockey on you. Upper body injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and God knows when T.Y. Hilton's going to play football again. So I like the Texans to bounce back. This is a big game for the AFC South. Yeah, both teams are six and four. Uh, the Colts are three and zero oh in the division. So if they win this game, uh, they would have swept the Texans inside in, track. Yeah, and they would have uh, they would be one game up on the Texans and uh, have the tiebreaker head to head. I'm gonna wait this out though, just for those listening out there. See if I can get this at three. I don't think that uh, it's gonna go back up to four. I think people are gonna take take the three and a half on the Colts. But don't wait too long because it's you know this it's Thursday morning and the game is in a few hours. So yeah, I um I actually like the over here. Um, Whoa, classic under Thursday night is yeah. no more. So uh, both these teams have some familiarity with each other, um, but I just think that after the Texans getting blown out last week. Really going to try to spread things out offensively. Um, you've seen defensively the Texans struggle. They lost. They traded Clowney. They lost Watt for the year. Um, the the Colts may not be uh, running the ball as prolifically without Mac. And I think both teams are going to try and pass the ball. And I don't think either team's defenses are that great. And, uh, you know, usually there's there's been some classic Thursday night under here, but uh 44 and a half is uh not a ton of points and i can really see it being you know a 28 24 kind of game so um i like the over here i like the texans minus three and a half i think they're a better team shit (laughs) um also cowboys plus 25 on will hill i fucking hate william hill why besides not being able to cash can't cash out I always lose all my money on there. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Like the, the I'd rather have a physical ticket than have a Will Hill ticket. Hmm. Like, what ooh, about a physical yeah. Will Hill ticket? Going to AC. I'm going AC tomorrow. Well, um, <laughs> if you if your name was William Hill, would you go by William Hill, Bill Hill, or Will Hill, or William like William Willie Hill, Willie, Billy Hill, Bill. So my uh, my high school baseball coach, his name was William Bills. Wow. So is Bill Bills. That's interesting. Yeah, Non-public B legend. Not what I would do. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. Graduated the class of St. Peter's Prep 2009. Will the Thrill Hill, who has been busted for marijuana in the NFL and is no longer allowed to play there. My high school uh, uh, football coach. So the thrill is the correct name. He went to uh, Florida, a Florida school, one of the Florida schools. Miami. No, Florida State. Florida, Florida, Florida. All right. Quick hitters on uh, best bets of the week. Joe, what do you got? Uh, so I like the Lions. Um, my, I got a minus two and a half. I think they're minus three and a half now, right? Yes. Um, so yes. Who are they you- playing? The... <laughs> <laughs> 
Would you, so yeah, recommend a, a best bet here. Uh, I don't even remember. They're playing the Redskins yeah. in Washington. So yeah, the Redskins are the Redskins are really not good. I think that uh, the quarterback, like regardless of whether Stafford plays or Disley, Disley, right? <laughs> Driscoll. Driscoll. <laughs> I don't even know. Disley. That's how much it doesn't matter. <laughs> Rob Disick, quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff Disley and the Detroit Lions. Dick Disley. Three and a half. Three and a half. Take them. The Redskins are not good. Uh, the Lions are okay. Um, and I see them winning that Which game. sounded so confident. <laughs> is this the assumption that Stafford is playing or is not uh, playing? I think that it's... Isn't he out forever? He's, pot- he's potentially he's playing. He's not going to play. Um, yeah, I don't think he'll play. I, I think, think the line will ju- will go up to like six or seven if he does play. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a value play here um, in but case he, he does play. But either way, I think that... Uh, they have a quarterback that's mobile. Um, he can run around a little bit and give the Redskins some problems. Um, plus, they have a good uh, set of receivers, so they don't need a running back. Terry. What's up? Who you got? Best bet of the week. Wow. Let the people know. Let the people know. I'm going to go dumpster diving. Ooh. Let me take my nice clothes off and put on some whole lot of nothing birthday suit dumpster diving give me more get me real dirty oh yeah real naughty grease me up in that mcdonald's sauce damn what (laughs) (laughs) is that the special sauce or you yeah barbecue don't ask questions you you, just let it happen (laughs) you picked you picked uh you painted a very vivid picture but i'm here with you yeah thank you i'm going to go to the city by the lake well it's sister city in the southern portion of the state cincinnati against the pittsburgh steelers give me the cincinnati Bengals plus six and a half I might even sprinkle some money on the fucking money line. <laughs> I don't think this is crazy. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think is. this is crazy at all. The Steelers are not good. They're coming off an emotional loss. They saw their starting quarterback get bruised, beaten, curb, battered. battered. Does his head work? Assault, period. And you saw the Bengals. They put up a fight against against Oakland. They're not giving up. They're not. They don't want to go zero and sixteen. They have a, a first year head coach who's obviously not going to give up. They have a a rookie quarterback who is trying to prove that he makes it in the NFL. Um, and I just I don't. If you look at Dom's DVO, Devo Devo, the Steelers are what twenty second, twenty third, twenty fifth let you know in just a second they are 20th 20th they're not good they have the third best defense in the league yeah doesn't matter they stink it also were they using was it me or were they using mixing more last week like effectively i did not watch the game i feel bad for you that you did (laughs) (laughs) the raiders defense isn't good so they mix and mix and look good yeah i you know i don't care you can't sway me give me the Bengals plus six and a half maybe wait but i don't think it's going to go back up to seven i doubt it um i'm gonna go this line by the time this podcast is going to be out it's going to be three and a half 
I'm going to go um, to Buffalo, where the 7-3 and three Bills are playing the 3-7 and seven Broncos. And I am a firm believer that the Broncos at 3-7 and seven are a better version of the Bills at 7-3. and three. That sounds crazy, Dominic. Why would you say that? The Bills have the exact opposite record as the Broncos. Well, I will tell you that the Broncos are better um, in DVOA in every facet of the game. They have kind of found a little bit more offensive explosiveness with uh, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, uh, Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay. Uh, defensively, they've they've remained solid, and the Bills, you know, at seven and three, everybody knows that they're just not as good as their record indicates, and the Broncos. Almost pulled off a big upset in Minnesota. Um, Brandon Allen looks decent, but, you know, the quarterback isn't really the reason why I like the Broncos here. I just think that the Broncos are the better team here, um, and the three-and-a-half spread is very doable. I think the uh, the Broncos win this game outright, and that's why the Denver plus three-and-a-half is my best bet of the week. Love it. Any other games you guys want to throw out there? So I have one other game that I like a lot. I really like the Raiders minus three. I think it's moving to minus two and a half. And I think you hate – do you hate it or do you love it? I was going to guess which game you are going to bet. <laughs> this was going to be one of them. <laughs> Joe being on Detroit three and a half and Raiders minus two and a half is like <laughs> – Joe, you just might call you Joey Public. <laughs> uh, I just think that the – I think the Raiders are just fundamentally better than the Jets, and they're basically saying that the Jets, or their their pregame line with the Redskins last week were minus what one and a half, and they're saying the Raiders are minus two and a half, three this week. The the books are setting this like the Raiders are as good as basically as the same as the Redskins. I'm gonna fill you in on some news here. Tell me more. So the Reds, the R words played at home. Yes. The Raiders are playing away on the road. I know. So they're putting the Raiders. At almost a five-and-a-half five to six-point difference between the two teams. All right, well, I'm taking the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> that means I'm so getting on you. <laughs> minus three. <laughs> You're taking a minus three, not two-and-a-half. Yeah, well, whatever they're at. So I think okay. it needs to be... <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Dom, I'll take the Jets plus three. <laughs> play, pay the big, minus 120. It'll probably bounce around between it two keeps, and a half and three. Between the two of them, it's so. going to go, it's going to end up at three. It might go to two and a half, but then people are going to slam the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Take, take the plus three with the Jets. Um, I did a whole bonus pot on this, um, on my picks this week, but I'll throw in one little teaser. Um, this week, I really like the Saints minus nine and a half. Uh, the Panthers have are now with the new DVOA coming out are 27th overall in weighted DVOA. That means they're a bottom five team when they take into account their most recent performances. They have the worst, and I'll repeat it, worst 32nd overall run defense in the league. They can't stop the run. Saints going to pound Kamara at home. I really see this being a blowout, and I think they cover the nine and a half, um, which it will be by the time this podcast airs. Saints minus nine and a half. Any other bets before we move on? Uh, Titans minus three. Okay. Because Jags stink. 
I don't think that's your team, Joe. You want to take the Jags plus three? No. Wait till they go to three and a half. I'm on the Titans, though. Oh, damn. Derrick Henry. <laughs> Delete. So, also, um, before we uh, before we take a quick break, we're going to come back and uh, do some of our traditional segments. Joe and I have a underdog-only parlay for you to analyze, Terry, just real quickly. Do you know uh, analysis has anal in it? Yes. It's always funny to spell. <laughs> All right. Well, so give me your analysis on this uh, on this parlay right here. Money the line underdog parlay. Joe and I crafted before the episode here. Broncos plus one seventy five are the Bills. Thoughts? Uh, it's possible. Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus one ninety over Atlanta Falcons. Tampa over the Falcons. Falcons hottest team in the league. Seahawks plus 102 over the Eagles. I like the Eagles in that game. Dallas plus 235 over the Patriots. That's not going to (laughs) happen. And the Green Bay Packers plus 150 over the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. I like the Packers. And if you want to join me and Joe on that, $20 to win $2,698. Yeah, I'll pass. Okay. When we come back, we'll talk uh, RV tripping. We'll talk our ever-elusive, inclusive parlay that Joe keeps giving us losing bets on. And uh, we'll talk some pop culture. Uh, Episode 12, Oddscast. <laughs> We're back. Episode 12, the Oddscast. Going to start off this segment, inclusive parlay, where we pick uh, three legs. Me, Joe, Terry, each leg has to be a different uh, sport or a different just uh, game. Obviously, we could pick an NBA game and a college basketball game, but uh, it has to be three different types of bets um, in terms of the league that we're betting. We are, Terry, I just want to, I'm looking at you when I say this because we're 0-4. What do you want? We're 0-4. Yeah, what do you want me to do? Pick all three? I will. (laughs) We're 0-4, yet... I have had one wrong pick, and you have had zero wrong picks. So deductive reasoning says we're losing these bets because of someone else in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe has three losses in this inclusive parlay. All NBA picks. So Terry and I decided that Joe's no longer. Oh, you guys couldn't get it wrong in the same week? No, I... Well, that's come on. Yeah, we've gone. We've Way to missed, go, guys. We've missed uh, four terrible. times. We've we've missed four legs out of the twelve, um, or out of the six. No, yes, no. Out, of, out of the twelve. Yeah, right. I don't know. Four times three. Yep, it's right. So Terry and I decided that Joe's no longer allowed to pick NBA games for this inclusive parlay until we win one. So Joe, no more inclusive parlay NBA games for you until now, until we win. Well, I wasn't going to pick one this week anyway. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> no, no, you're, uh, I quit before I'm fired. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I just did. <laughs> so actually, you know, fire oh. me and pay me severance. What? Um, you want to start this this week off? What do you? Uh, since since you were all prepared not to pick an NBA game, I'm uh, very give, conflicted. Give about the fan. This. Oh, sounds great. I'm Sorry. very conflicted about this. Sound um, but there's one game that I really do want to. I like. I really want to bet this game, and uh, I then do it, pussy. <laughs> we're going to. 
We're going to. Uh, we kind of touched on it briefly earlier in the pod. Um, I think my first pick in this leg is going to be the Dallas Cowboys plus six and a half. Okay. Did you say the kid Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Dallas Cowboys plus six and a half. Um, the I think they Cowboys. line up. I think they line up great against the Patriots, even though the Patriots are number one in DVOA, like we touched on earlier. Cowboys are number four. Uh, they have a balanced offensive attack. And, you know, we watch the Ravens maybe show a blueprint for how to beat the Patriots and running the football and moving the ball downfield. And I see that, and I think that the Cowboys can do exactly the same thing to the Patriots. They can pressure Tom Brady uh, on defense with some pass rush. And, uh, you know, I think that Zeke is going to run all over them. So that's what I'm taking. Dallas Cowboys plus six and a half. Um, I am going to take a college basketball game uh, today, the day this podcast comes out. Um, this line, I'm guessing what the line is going to be, uh, but I'm using our good old friend Ken Palm. The line's probably going to be five, and I'm going with the Texas Longhorns college basketball. Hook them. Shaka Smart on a neutral site playing the Georgetown Hoyas versus, uh, you know, led by Patrick Ewing. The And this is going to be probably five, whatever the spread is by the time this podcast posts. Um, take the Texas Longhorns. I think they win this game by double digits, but it's probably going to be five or six. Georgetown has played one um, Ken Palm top 50 team all year, lost by 15. That was Penn State, who was 25th. Texas is 26th in Ken Palm. Uh, they play very well on defense. Georgetown is kind of just average in uh, in all things. And I think Texas is really just going to control this game. Uh, Texas beat Purdue earlier in the year, top 10 team. Uh, they beat them in Purdue. So, you know, they, they take care of business. And Georgetown, really the only good team they've played so far was Penn State, which is probably, you know, at or below the level of Texas. Games on a neutral floor. Uh, so, you know, I think that this is uh, a pretty solid bet here. So Texas minus five or whatever it is uh, by the time this posts, that's my leg in this inclusive parlay. Terry, woo, woo. Uh, you're going to hate me. Try me. Tell me you're going to pick an NBA game. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know anything about the NBA. <laughs> I take the Charlotte. Oh, wait, they have a team again. Never mind. Yeah. What was their old team? Charlotte Hornets. Bobcats. Oh, the Bobcats. Yeah. Is that still a thing? They're the Hornets. But the Hornet, the previous Hornets are not no, the, the Pelicans. They're the Pelicans. Yeah. Okay. So. When does Seattle get a team back? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe okay. Never. Talk to your insiders. Um, I'm going to go back to the well in college football. We have not too many great games this week. LSU is number one in favor by 45 points playing the children's school for the poor. <laughs> and Alabama's favored by 59 points playing. Who knows? Does the SEC play anyone? I thought, do they play conference games or does Alabama just play LSU, Auburn, and that's it? They sprinkle, like the SEC, especially the power teams, they sprinkle their non-conference games like in the middle of their conference schedule. It's stupid. Yeah. I hate it. This conference sucks. Um, I'm going to the Big Ten game of the week, probably. Rutgers. Michigan State, uh, just kidding. I'm going to Ohio State, uh, um, Penn State. I'm taking 
Penn State. Oh. We are Joe Panu, 18 and a half against Ohio State on the road. This is James Franklin, underdog king. Gets his team fired up. Ohio State has Michigan next week. Big rivalry. This, you know, whatever Ryan Day, I believe his name is. Ryan something. Head coach of Ohio State. Doesn't want to lose to uh, Jim Harbaugh and disappoint his mentor, uh, Urban Meyer. This game is 18 and a half. Yeah, it's a look-ahead game. Yeah. For Ohio State, they're going to forget about the old Nittany Lions. I went to one Nittany Lions football game, and there's Iowa. They lost, I believe. But uh, Penn State returned the opening kick for a touchdown. First of all, me and my buddy were visiting my friend who was sitting in the student section, but couldn't get us tickets, so then we were just sitting with the Gen Pop. Gen Pop. (laughs) Ohio (laughs) State. Penn State returns the kickoff for a touchdown. Tire plays goes wild. The guy next to us starts celebrating, hugs both of us. He's probably a 45-year-old man, so it's not the first time an elderly man has touched younger people in that stadium. Jesus Christ. Anyway, he gave us two shooters of just alcohol. He's like, drink up. And, of course, being 20 at the time, I was like, yeah, I'll drink it. I don't know what it was. I think it was Bacardi 151, which was not great. Um, but, yeah, I had a great time at Penn State. Got an underage drinking ticket. They lost that game. But I like them 18 and a half at Ohio State. Look ahead game for Ohio State. We are running the pack. Let's go, Nittany Lions. All right. We got Thursday, leg one, Texas minus five. Uh you know, spread Texas spread over Georgetown college basketball Saturday, Terry's leg plus 18 and a half Penn state. And then Joe on Sunday, his Cadalis Cowboys plus six and a half. Oh, wow. We can wait till Sunday to lose. our. <laughs> yeah. We're not coming in on Thursday. Wait, he took the Cowboys. Um, yeah. Oh, should we veto that? <laughs> I like the game. I do think the Cowboys cover. All right. Well, I can't veto it. All right. I mean, we both bet the money line. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's one of the best spread values. Of Just know. And when you see value, you take value. When the Pats win by a touchdown, mm-hmm. that's also on you. <laughs> that goes Don't on your you record. Don't put that shit on me, Terry. You wear that scarlet letter. You brand, brandish that A on your chest. Okay. So that's the parlay. Um, we'll post the odds, but we need to win one to uh, get out of the red here. It's been not great. Let's not use pronouns that we don't mean. RV tripping. <laughs> Next segment. You guys need to win one. Okay. Yeah, you're right, Terry. You're right. You have not lost. So good luck to you with Penn State, 18 and a half. RV tripping. Me knocking on wood. <laughs> Choo choo, vroom vroom. We are two and three. We are two and three uh, in this segment, and this is a segment where we have a quest, and our quest is to bet all fifty states in the union, and we go from state to state, week to week, have to bet a game in the state um, that it's in, 
and then we have to bet um, either minus 200 or shorter, and then we have to bet to win back one unit. So if we take a minus 200 game, it's got to be 2.0 to win back. We've got to bet two units to win back one unit. So um, last week uh, was fun, right? We picked Dartmouth minus 28 and a half, little Ivy League football action. And, Terry, you want to let me know what happened in that game where Dartmouth was favored by four touchdowns? Yeah, it was a close game. Dartmouth ended up sending out the robots instead of their real team. Uh, it was family day. Smart kids, probably distracted, haven't seen their parents in a long time. Um, what happens when we bet on fucking nerds. Yeah, so we had them 28 and a half, and they lost by three to Cornell at two and seven. We really should have just taken uh, the Andy Ivy League team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you live and you learn. You don't always bet on the robots. You know, sometimes human tenacity and brains and perseverance is better than better than the bots. So take that to the bank. We learn. We learn from our mistakes. We get back in the RV. We fill it up, just like we do on any trip. You know, you get behind the wheel. You hit the mile markers. You don't fall asleep. You don't pick up a hooker that you think's a girl. It turns out to be a guy. You just keep driving till you get to your next destination. And you bet. Is it so, speaking from experience at all? This is uh, a wow. <laughs> 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 Just wow. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, <laughs> so this week we're going from New Hampshire all the way to Washington. Wow. Wazoo. I'm the, not cutting that. The first state, president. The state, <laughs> the state of Washington. Apple state. Uh, I, Producer Corey, you have some facts on the state of Washington. I got some great ones. They have the Puget Sound. Okay. Give me, cool give me, give me some quick hitter facts about Washington. Uh, All right. Grey's Anatomy takes place there. I I'm didn't give ask you. you. I asked Producer Corey. <laughs> uh, you want some famous people first? Yes. Home of the Bob Barker. Tim Allen. Wow. He's not on my list here. (laughs) To be fair, it looks like a third grader made this website. (laughs) Okay. Tim Lincecum. Is it in Comic Sans? Uh, Commonly seen in blackface, Bing Crosby. (laughs) (laughs) Have a Merry Christmas. Uh, Of course, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix. um, John Elway. So, so this is like Seattle is like the birth of like, or Washington's like the birthplace of grunge music, right? Mm-hmm. As a music historian, can you tell me a little bit about that? Technically, it was outside of Washington. So, like uh, Tacoma. So, so what? Tell me a little bit about the grunge movement. So it was basically <laughs> Kurt Cobain with cheap shit mm-hmm. and a lot of anger and angst, more angst. angst than anger. Yes, there's a slight difference. A couple letters. Did uh, you know that Dave Grohl was in Nirvana? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you know he's the drummer for Tenacious D? What? Yep. With Jack Black? Yep. And the white guy? Uh, Other white guy? Yeah, I forgot the, the, his name. Oh, Eric. Fuck. No, it's really funny. What's yeah. his name? I can't remember his name. Um, Dave Grohl was also in the Muppets movie. Yeah. The movie. And I'm a Muppets guy. He also was the drummer for Cage the Elephant for a little bit. 
Really? I believe so. I believe it. Sounds, made that sounds, up. Oh, I'm pretty see? sure it's true. I don't know. I buy it. On tour or something. I'll take your word for it. Back to Washington. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, all right. Let's go with the state. Here we go. Is well, it there's over other, under? There's other famous people on that uh, list. Do we have to read it? Who the Tim Lincecum is, is uh, Tim Lincecum was my favorite baseball player. And then Hope Solo. Uh, I've seen some uh, some fun parts of her anatomy on uh, on, on the internet. So. Have you seen Carl Definitely Sagan's anatomy? <laughs> What was that? Have you seen Carl Sagan's Anatomy? <laughs> no. Well, he's also from Washington. Jesus Christ. Is it out of this world? Might need, a, might need a telescope, you know, to look at that one. So you're that a fan. <laughs> so you look at people's pictures that have been hacked from their phone? Um, I don't know if I actively searched the Hope Solo nudes. Twitter was wild back then. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, uh. Still by, but, you know. I was in, cl- I'll never forget it. I was in class just scrolling through Twitter and I was like, oh, oh, everyone saw that. Oops. Yep. That was that guy. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's a hole. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> what are you going over under? Oh shit! You definitely just saw it. No, no, no. I won't. I won't answer it. All right. When was this state admitted? Over under. Forty six and a half. Under. Forty five. Under. You're both correct. It was forty two. Close. Terry. Damn. Get your shit straight, man. Sorry, man. Good state. I like Washington. I've only been there for maybe three hours. Eh, maybe a little more. I stopped in the airport taking a little propeller plane from Seattle, Washington to Portland, Oregon. Great little 45-minute trip. I very much recommend it. Were you terrified on a propeller plane? No, I loved it. It was Alaskan Airways Airlines. Alaskan Airlines. Please Airlines. sponsor us. Best airlines in the biz. I've heard good things, honestly. Took the propeller plane from vice versa. Portland to Seattle, Seattle, Portland. Get on the plane. We get up in the air. Captain gets on the air, and he goes, Err, this is your captain speaking, and uh, this is a quick little flight, 45 minutes from Seattle to Portland. If you look to your left, you have Mount Rainier. If you look to your right, you have Mount Olympia. Because it's such a short flight, everyone's in first class everyone gets a complimentary alcoholic beverage take your choice a little ipa action or maybe a little pinot grigio from the willamette valley (laughs) (laughs) so what did you choose what a memory i took an ipa all right classic figured uh so the state food is the blueberry muffin i thought it'd be the apple yeah surprising so state what's the mammal. what's what's the nickname of the state? Oh, state mammal, um, orca, whale. No, yeah. caribou. No, giraffe. No, <laughs> whale. It's the orca. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nickname the evergreen state. Uh, the state uh, slogan. Uh, Sewa. Formerly, they don't do that anymore because <laughs> it's I don't know what that even means. Sewa. It's uh, experience Washington, the evergreen state. Sewa. Also on its license plate just says the Evergreen State. Say what? Say what? Say what? Like say what? Like say what? Seattle. S A Y. Seattle. W A. Is the most literate city in America. Interesting. According to an MLS broadcast I watched three years ago. Sounders. They also have a homeless problem because it's very expensive to live there Mm -hmm. because of tech. Tech makes homeless people, but then also provides homeless people with the ability to look at anything on their phones. 
where do they charge them? The library. Oh. Duh. True. Um, well, the federal government has people. a program for phones, but there are many. Trump is cutting that. Beautiful, beautiful rivers in Washington where I plan on one day, probably in my late 50s, early 60s, to just take a couple months out of my life and go fly fishing to catch some of the state fish. Ooh. The steelhead trout. Yes. Delicious, good eating. Fried uh, up in a pan with a little bit of butter. <clears throat> doesn't the Willamette, Willamette, Willamette? It's Willamette. Ah, oh, fuck, I messed that up. It's Willamette. Isn't that on the border? I don't know. I went hiking around there. Very beautiful. The so, Duxter's uh, website doesn't have that information. So we got to pick a game here. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> um, I, I think we should go with Washington State playing tonight against uh, Nebraska Omaha. Um, Washington State, not the best team, kind of middle of the pack um, in the Pac-12. But they're going to be favored by about six points at home. But Nebraska-Omaha is two and three. They've beaten number 317, Ken Palm, Bethune-Cookman. Ooh. And Bethune. And not ranked Midland-Lutheran. And they've played three teams that are both – one of them is around the same thing, as the same playing level as, as Washington State, which is Colorado State, lost by 15. And then they also lost to Wichita State by – 14 and Dayton Terry's Dayton Flyers by around 25. So when they lose, they lose big. Why are they my Dayton Flyers? Didn't you like them to make the final four? No, Davidson. Davidson. They're okay. one and two. <laughs> Maybe just <laughs> pretend you said Dayton. Um, when no. so I think uh, I think Washington State is going to cover pretty easily here, and right. uh, we'll take uh, the spread, whatever it is. But Ken Palm has it around six. By my experience, it'll probably be around eight. But I think they win this game by double digits. So. All right. Let's get back to even here. Was it? Wait, did you ask our opinion or are we just, this is your show now? Uh, what do you, what's your opinion? Uh, is Mike Leach coaching? No. Who's their coach? Their coach is Kyle Smith. B. I had a friend in college named Kyle Smith. Uh, is the new head coach there. Coach, coach the, uh, San Francisco Dons. Yes. Oh. Uh, Rick Mar- didn't Rick Margeris coach there? Yes, before. Um, yeah, I'll take them. But uh, Kyle Smith spent three years as the coach of the Dons, 20 wins in all those seasons, and prior to that was the coach at Ivy League Columbia. And, uh, yeah, I think Washington State kind of on the up and up as a program, and I think they win this game. So Let's take them. All right. Again, you're giving your opinion and not asking mine. What the hell, man? Do you guys know what the Washington State flag looks like? It's Jeffrey Epstein. There's it's kind a, of blowing my mind. There's a whale coming out of a tree. It's just a, a the face of George Washington on a green flag. Really? I'm not kidding you. Oh, that's cool. I don't hate that. He didn't even know Washington existed. You learn something every day. Um, moving wooden teeth. Imagine living in a time where there was no deodorant. Yeah, high school, sophomore year, locker room. The guy next to me had not discovered it yet. He smelled so bad every morning just getting – and he had the top locker. I had the bottom locker. And just getting my books was a daily grind because I was just getting bombarded with smells in my nostrils. And I have a big nose because I broke it a while ago. Well, it was probably already big, but then breaking it made it worse. And I was just smelling and smelling and smelling. And do you tell someone? Do you say, hey, you need to put deodorant on? When? What do you do? Go to HR. 
It's high school. I don't want to embarrass the guy, but he smelled bad. <laughs> Do you ever have deodorant in your bag and accidentally knock it out in front of him? Be like, oops, my deodorant fell out. No. And maybe he would be like, because th- this, is, this isn't like the gym locker rooms. This is like y- the locker rooms you go in between class. Oh. You didn't yeah. have a backup deodorant in there? No. I was prepared. No, I didn't. Well, I guess it's my fault, then. All right. Do you guys want to talk about Kodak Black or Jeffrey Epstein for five minutes before we do in or out? I mean, pods and rocks. Well, Jeffrey Epstein is going to talk about himself, just like how he didn't kill himself. Mm. So I feel like that's a more. Let's talk about Jeff. I abstain courteously. I mean, the two security, uh, the two guys who are supposed to be watching him got a taken out right this so we just uh, let's say it, just free kodak and move on yeah. jeffrey epstein yeah. um his this was from a new york times uh article released on thursday guards accused of napping and shopping online Tuesday, the night epstein mean. died which is what your typical ceo is doing every night on their job yeah i i feel like this is like kind of a cop out in a way uh, was that a was that a fucking joke might have been. oh my god <laughs> uh I mean, like, this is, like, exactly, like, it's, like, we've known that there were people that just didn't watch him for hours, and, like, that's what we're going to start with here. Yeah, like, so so the big story is that the two security guards were the first people to face charges stemming from a criminal, criminal investigation into the death of Mr. Epstein. Um, the indictment against the two guards laid out for the first time a detailed official narrative of what happened inside the high security unit where Epstein died, um, and basically they just didn't really watch him. They start prosecuting people for not doing their jobs. We're all in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like it's just like a fate. Like, it's not a real step in the direction of what. I think it's something because it's better than nothing. Yeah, but real step towards what? I said it before. There's like a rampant suicide problems inside of prisons because people aren't being you know, looked after when they're on suicide watch. No one's watching. It's just they're on suicide. And then this happens. So, I mean, you got to fix the problem somewhere. Yeah. I would probably aim higher towards the warden of, you know, the pen. But my question is, is if the Epstein didn't kill himself memes never happened, do these guards get charged with? I don't know. I don't think so. Yes, because his estate's making some big stink about life insurance. So I'm sure they're going to now say it was like, the guard's fault he killed himself therefore he didn't commit suicide give us the money Mm. we probably just wouldn't know about it what life insurance if you're on suicide watch and you kill yourself it doesn't mean you didn't kill yourself put the blame on someone else so that they can make an argument to the insurance company that they should cover it did you guys did you guys hear about the guy who was on death row and then yeah and then (laughs) died and they revived him yes like legally so and now and now he's trying to say he was serving a life sentence on death row and now he's trying to say, since he technically died, his life sentence. I think uh, he also he, he had also a had a DNR. He had a DNR. Oh yeah, so he had a do not resuscitate, and which kind of adds a whole wrinkle to this this whole thing. Yeah, um, this dude thinks he's a fucking cat. <laughs> he's like, all right, like my one life is gone. Listen, oh, next, I'm out. I mean, As someone who has signed multiple DNRs on napkins at bars, if I was brought back after being on death row, that's bullshit. Either kill me, or let me go. 
Well, I, I mean, like, they can just kill me like if, they, they, if they resuscitate me. Just kill me now. It's not like they killed him, right? He had, like, some sort of health issue. We don't yeah. know what the conditions were inside that prison. Mm. I, don't, well, I, think it, I think it just has to do with the fact, like, if they knew he had a DNR and then they revived him, that's different than, like... Because I think that standard practice is, like, if you can't find out... Like, if you don't know, like, you're going to revive the person. Yeah. Even in a prison? I feel like they'd know. Uh, How many people are on death row in a given prison that allows that? True. Yeah. 30, 20 true. guys? True. Been there since the 80s? I don't know. I have no idea. Don't you watch Dateline? No, I watch the Green Mile? Gangland. Yeah, he he breathed bugs or whatever. Out you of know what my mouth. favorite part of Gangland is? Whenever someone says something that's like slightly slangish, they break away from the interview and define it. And just on the Yeah, screen. no, I like that. That's I also fast. I also like um the jump ins. <laughs> when they when people get jumped in. And they uh, it in the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's always fun. Like sometimes they have a little twist on the jump ins. Someone will say, "We're trying to get this paper," and they'll stop and say, "Paper, a street word for money." Yeah. Thanks, Spike TV. And yeah. That clarification. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's when that's when that marathon's on, you stop what you're doing. And I know everything about every every gang in this this land. <laughs> Tell me more. You have a thought. Go on. Yeah. No, I just think about like Arrested Development where he has to pick his gang and I'm just trying to think who I would pick or who would pick me. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So we're going to avoid the Aryan Brotherhood conversation. Yeah. 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 Let's, let, let's save that for uh, next week's episode. Um, Live po- in prison. Pods and Rec. Rex, speaking of... Uh, Arrested Development and other um, serial sitcoms. Yeah, serial sitcoms. Pods and Rex. What do you got to recommend this week? I'm going to recommend deodorant. What about antiperspirant? What? Deodorant? Antiperspirant, yeah. Someone someone who sweats a lot. Certain dry. Great, um, great thing. And don't drink coffee. I found out that coffee kind of makes me sweat. Antiperspirant is bad for you. Don't drink coffee. It clogs your pores with aluminum. Aluminium. Aluminium. Did are you going to recommend something, or are you just going to shit on my recommendation? I mean, I would recommend Brut deodorant, old man deodorant, Brute, whatever. Sponsor me. Been using it since Nam. It burns your skin, but it makes you feel good. But it's not antiperspirant, and I like to sweat. And it doesn't clog my pores. I'm more of an antiperspirant. Does it guy. come with a can of Barbasol too? No, it does uh, not. There's nothing wrong with Barbasol. No, I just think it's a package deal. Yeah, Brut and Barbasol, and like a straight razor. Yeah, Joe. Um, my recommendation this week is thin chicken cutlets. Um, with uh, sometimes like you know how you like you normally make a chicken cutlet: flour, mm. egg, breadcrumb. Yep. Fry. Yep. I skipped the flour. I was going to say, sometimes I, when I'm feeling a little uh, frisky, it, you know, it's bulking season right now, do double breadcrumb. Breadcrumb, egg, breadcrumb. Power move. I'm into this. Gives it a little bit crispier action. Big fan. Double breadcrumb, sliced thin chicken cutlets. Question. Have yourself with that. How is that thinner if you're doubling the breadcrumb? No, 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 no You slice no, the cutlet. He has a point um, coming from an Italian family. Um, thin... Chicken cutlets are much easier to do yeah. because they cook faster. And they don't get tough. They don't get tough. You kind of just throw them in the oil, in, out, flip them. 
and it, it really makes for uh, I, I just I think it's there's nice something about that yeah. thin that thin you can stack them put you them on a Sammy them. Oh. put them on a Sammy you I know I know what on? a chicken cutlet is what may, like how th- like what do you you take like thin you like, like a dress, couple like like fillet you fillet you don't I I just buy the right the thin. Oh no! I like to slice the package. myself. I mean, you could do that because that's like that's what I do. A pound. If you just buy the family the pack, it's like a dollar ninety nine a pound. All right. Yeah, it's yourself. it's a chicken cutlet. They are naturally thin. Corey, why don't you talk about your uh, recommendation so Terry can shit on yours too? I will. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna recommend a movie that I watched. Let's hear it. Let the record show he's sharpening a knife for some reason. Um, so I watched The Laundromat last night. It's kind of it's a good uh, bar. It is a good bar. But it's a movie basically about the Panama Papers, but it's kind of in the style of The Big Short. Is that like the Adam Driver movie? Uh, no. Okay. Meryl Streep's in it, so it's probably got Adam, Oscar buzz. Adam Driver impression, but I'll, I won't. Let's say he was in the movie. What would you do? <laughs> I can't. That's my Christoph Waltz. <laughs> How about you guys have a conversation yeah. with each other? You be Christoph Waltz, you be Adam Driver. Is That's my, very <laughs> wonderful. Is my lo- No, <laughs> that was bad. Oh, you have good. to get into the character if you want to do it right. <laughs> Silly boy. Is my yes. Lo- nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is my laundry ready? No, it's bad. Your laundry's been ready for no, three days. You're supposed to come get your laundry. I'm laughing too much. I'm laughing too much. If it helps you, don't look at me. Look at somebody else in the room. I can. I can. Jesus, that that waltz is pretty. That's good. pretty good. I've had much practice doing it, and I, you know, growing up in Germany, you learn so many languages, and you learn how to speak with them, and and the inflections, and it's just so fun. <laughs> Terry, I haven't seen the movie, so it sounds good. It's about the Panama Papers. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Christoph. <laughs> oh, I mean, he sounds good in the movie. Yeah, Antonio Banderas is in it, and I love the guy. Ever since Zorro, I'm down with that movie. Uh, maybe an unpopular opinion, but it's uh, entertaining. The ending sucked ass, but the rest of the movie was great. Terry. Uh, my recommendation. Is, thank you. That sucks. Yep. Thank you. Do the opposite. Um, I wouldn't open. If you're in a big group, don't open a tab at a bar because you're going to forget that it's there because people are going to, you circulate rounds. You're re- like, realistically, oh, if you're okay. going out in a big group, you're probably only buying one round before it's your turn again. If people abide by the code of just buying rounds. Um, and so I opened a tab and I forgot my card at a bar in Asbury Park. Which bar? Uh, no, it's, it's hip. It's more hip. The bros don't go there. It's called, well, it's in Rayla. It's called, uh, lay low. It's in the basement. It's a secret bar because I'm cool. But I left my card there. Um, but instead of going back, I just canceled it. Do you have to pay the bill now? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, I got gotcha. you. I did say I lost it, um, but it's just like an uncomfortable situation. You have to go back to the bar, talk to the bartender, get the thing. It's out of the way. I didn't. I did it once where I had um, a tab open at an unsavory place in Hoboken, 
and I knew where it was and I was lying in bed and I was like, I'm just going to cancel it <laughs> and hope because it wasn't showing up on my statement. I think it was my debit card. Even more. That's yeah. Like seven to that's 10 days. days. Yeah. yeah. I was a young, young adult. Um, and I canceled it thinking that the tab would just go away. And five seconds after I canceled it, it showed up on my statement. So sons of bitches, hundred dollars later that don't. Yeah. So be responsible. Maybe that's my uh, recommendation. Drink responsibly. All right. You. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm a, I'm a solo guy. If you, uh, if there's like a group of like 15 people, just do your own thing. Um, I'm a people person. That's what I'm known for. Yep. Uh, all right. <laughs> Episode 12. Thanks for listening. Next week, 13. May you win all your bets and may Joe finally hit his leg of the inclusive parlay. God See you next bless. week.